Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. We hope you listen live every single day and then go back at night with the family. Gather around the fire mm. and go back and listen to the show with your young children and say, here's an example of what I don't want you to be when you grow up. And they'll say, I see that. Because sometimes they need real world examples. Like you can tell your kid all the time, don't be an a-hole. Don't be an a-hole. But they're like, what does that mean? Put this show on and say, this is what I mean. Yeah. Don't be these guys. Yeah. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Rihanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Scrap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Friday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have a big program today. Degenerate T-Bone is coming up at 448, all your gambling needs. Mm-hmm. Tool of the week in the 5 o'clock hour. Please do send in your Twitter tools, at manandbone971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Uh, college football brass getting together today, talking about a 12-team playoff. We'll talk about that in a second. I want to start the show today with, I think, a very important message. And I want to bounce this off of you because you are my conscience. I don't have one. <laughs> that's and so I rely that's on frightening you. If I'm the conscience, I rely on my wife and sadly my four year old daughter to tell me what's right and wrong. But I had an epiphany today. I was in, you know, fat ass drive through line mm-hmm. as I normally am. And I can hear the person in front of me placing their order. And it's taking a ridiculous amount of time. Mm. They're ordering massive amounts of food. I contend that we need to make this a law. When you're going through the drive-thru, there's got to be a dollar limit for you. Because you're holding everybody else up. I think $30. I think if you have more than $30 to, dollars to spend, that's not to say you can't order more food than that. Get your ass inside and go yeah. order it. Or order it in advance on the app or online or something like that. Then go pick it up. But if you're going through the drive through to me, that's like the express lane in the grocery store. You got to be $30 or less. If not, jail for life. Am I overreacting? Um, I think uh, I think we can work on that. I like the dollar amount idea. I definitely like limiting the amount. I think it depends on the restaurant. For example, if you go to a place like um, like a Panera or a Culver's or some of those places that are fast casual, but some of them have drive-throughs or many of them have drive-throughs, I could see a family of four easily going over thirty dollars at a place like that, but. Your point is well taken. Somewhere in the thirty right, to forty dollars well, range. What's the limit? Somewhere between thirty and forty. And I maybe, think it should be 40s. posted. Yeah, yeah. Each place should have it posted right on their drive-through window. I would say there's no rule against 
if they come up and say, all right, your order has exceeded $30. We're going to cut you off here. We'll make all this food for you. Hop back in line if you want to get the rest of your order. Then that'll get the message across that, like, we're not, not going to serve you. We're just, you're going to have to go through the line and get the other $12 you've got left over of food that you want. You're going to have to order that separately. And then that'll get people to go, I don't want to do that again. I guess I should probably end up, you know, ordering this ahead of time. You're right, though. That's that's extremely frustrating when you're sitting in the line and all you're trying to do is get like a Diet Coke or a cheeseburger well, or something that's, quick. And Yeah. That's, that's sudden, another thing, too, is that I saw this the other day. We're long drive through line, right? Mm-hmm. Waiting. Person in front of me, all they get is a drink. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's all they... I would also send that person to jail. You would send my wife to jail because she is that person. She'll just wait through the like a 15-minute well, line wait through a 15 just minute to get line. a drink? There's some people that swear by like certain types of fountains, depending on which one you go to. All right. Go to McDonald's, get their Coke. Maybe you like that a little better than uh, getting it from somewhere else. Well, I don't know. But again... What type of person is going to go and then just not get something to eat? Even if you already ate. If I'm going to sit in the line <laughs> I, and listen, I really want a Coke from McDonald's, I, I'm getting at least one cheeseburger to go with that Coke. Please understand. That's like garnish. Please understand. I'm not that person. I am not. The, I'm the person who will get in line and go, well, I did just want a drink, but it'd be foolish to just get a drink. Guess I should probably get a sandwich. Well, I'm going to want fries with that. Well, that's a value meal. That's pretty good. Oh, hey, for an extra dollar, you tack on some pies. You get a couple pies for that's a buck. That's right. Suddenly, I've, I've spent real $12 American. because I'm like, well, if I'm going to come here, I might as well come here. Make and, it worth your while. Yeah. Meanwhile, I look over after I've done that and I realize, oh, yes. Why did I get out? Oh, I got out of the house to go get donuts for the family. And now I've added on a whole meal because I wanted to get a Coke. And now I've guilted myself into that. Now, you may think my, my punishment structure is harsh that I would send you to jail if you exceeded a dollar amount at the drive-thru. And maybe that's a little harsh, but I think we can all agree on this. If you're in the drive-thru line and you're placing an order and you're also talking to someone on the phone mm-hmm. who is telling you what they want that's, on oof. the phone, that's oof. execution. That's just not no. jail. Well, I've told you before, we, we talked about with like the Chipotle and Subway model of places, and, and there's plenty of others that do that, where you you walk in and you order and they build it in front of you. When you have more than two of those orders, like at Subway or Chipotle, whatever, I think anything above two orders should go on the app. Pre-order it. And like Chipotle, for example, through this pandemic, at least the one near us, that's the only way you can order. They're not doing the line service anymore. You go in and just say, They're I still want not something. doing it? Not not in the last, I don't know, I haven't checked in the last few weeks, but the last right. time I went there, yeah, it was all on the app. So either way, I'm saying I would actually prefer that because it's been way easier. You have to think a little bit ahead of time, but you think about what you want, you put it in on the app, and then you just show up and it's sitting there ready for you. How much better than standing in a stupid line and then waiting and the person right in front of you as you're getting hungrier and hungrier, they're like, all right, I have seven orders here. First one burrito know this know that and you just know it's going to take them 10 minutes to get through the order i think we need two lines at every place we go to and they ask you a question and then they direct you to the appropriate line there's one question the question is who's your favorite sports talk show host okay if you answer bruce drennan you go directly to the dumb person's line (laughs) well if you say if you say common man and t-bone then you go (laughs) 
you go in the fast pass There's line. There's probably quite a few other sports hosts that we could put. And we would usually, for many other things, like if you're applying to college and like, who's your favorite sports talk host? If you say anybody's name, they're like, you're in the dumb line. Sorry. But if you, you know, you're like, I don't have one. I don't listen to sports radio. It's like, very okay, good. You Welcome actually- to Yale. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, college football brass holding meetings in Chicago today. The goal is to get expanded playoffs finalized so they can present to the presidents in Dallas next week. So all the college football media is in town. I saw Heather Dinich and Rittenberg were hanging around the lobby of this hotel where they're all meeting Nero Hare and they'll try and hammer this out and come to some sort of rough agreement so they can present it next week. This is, We're not going to have a 12-team playoff this year. Okay, if that's what you're dreaming of. It's not happening this year, and no, it doesn't even look like it's happening next year. They're saying 2023 seems like the earliest. the framework can be in place because we know the speed that they tend to work, and that's slow. But they're going to have to go to the TV networks and get more cash for something like this. Oh, yes. That, that is that's going to take time. Up. I don't think, uh, here's what I wonder, and I don't know the answer on it, because everyone's saying, all oh, 2022 is off the table. All these networks are aware of what this is going to be, and I know the networks are all taking haircuts, they've cut a lot of staff, all those other things, but if you gave ESPN or CBS or anybody else the opportunity to bid on extra bowl games, which obviously this is going to be ESPN, right? That's the major partner for all this. I just, I can't see them not, I can't see them saying, no, nah, we don't want that. Give Wait, 2023, we're good with that. Cash flow is not there right now. I can't see them saying that. I could see them saying it the other way and going, can we get this next year so we can make more money as quickly as possible? That's ESPN where I can see it. is in the early stages of forming their own sports book. Right. So yeah. why wouldn't you want to have this on the books as soon as you possibly can? Mm-hmm. I don't think 2022 is off the table. 2021 well, saying, definitely is not going to happen. I am saying that's what the reporting is, is that they are hearing there's no discussion of 2022 right now. Well, can I tell you something? There was no discussion of a 12-team playoff three months ago, and now we're here <laughs> about to make it a reality. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's it's hard to deny, at least in my mind. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's very hard to deny that the last year cost a lot of people a lot of money in the sports business world, and now some of these entities are looking at ways to capitalize on that and make money and and they're entertaining ideas we wouldn't have previously heard of before look at the nba with that play in tournament that they did you think that's going to go away i don't think so because they got people to watch that they actually got numbers for that thing so th- you're getting more ideas to be entertained because there's money to be made off of them i think if the tv networks come to the table when this is all presented and and, and finalized if the tv networks come in and say we want it next year Maybe that'll actually happen. I hope it would, because I'd love to see that as soon as possible. Do we know this is just an ESPN play? I mean, I'm sure Fox is going to dip their toe into this as well. Well, I'm just saying that ESPN has owned the college football playoffs to this point. To this point. The the four teams and the championship games. Right. So will that continue? You're right. If Fox says, hey, we're willing to bid right now, tell ESPN to get their big boy britches on and come down here and let's let's talk some numbers then all of a sudden maybe college football playoffs think about that. But yeah, this is, I I have turned on this because I used, when it first came out, I was not as thrilled with 12. I thought we were going to water down the regular season, but the reality of it is quite simply, you're going to get more home site playoff games, which I think is great. You are going to have a chance for more teams to have a, a concrete way to look at it and say, if we can do X, Y, and Z, we can get into the playoffs right now. Cincinnati can't say that some of those smaller schools cannot say, or 
non-Power 5 schools can't say, if we win our conference, we're in. Right. Can't say that now. And you won't be able to say it in the playoffs either, but what you are in the future. But what you will be able to say is if we win our conference and get the ranking, and that will be easier to accomplish if 12 teams are getting in, yeah, I think you will start to see some of the group of five teams get in, and I think that's good for college football. We got some epic badness yesterday. The Diamondbacks lost their 23rd consecutive road game. That is a new record. Sadly, they cannot add to that total tonight because they're playing at home, but... It is, what is it? It's June 18th, okay? Mm-hmm. And as bad as I just said they've been on the road, that means they're pretty bad overall. They are 30 games under 500 on June 18th. <laughs> oh. oh, no. 30 games under 500. Well, and what's their, what's their number? Isn't it 28 of the last 30 that they've lost? Or am I misremembering? Is that Baltimore? I think it was... Uh, <laughs> I think it's I twenty six of, of the last thirty one, something like God, that. It's yeah, whatever it is, it's horrid. It is terrible. This is because there was a time in May where they were over five hundred. All right, one month later, they're thirty games under five hundred. I, I did not realize yeah. that. I did not realize at one point in May they were over five hundred. That's they're insanity. Awful. Uh, Ryan Day playing host to a big time recruit this weekend. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Drivers will want to look out for a stalled truck that's blocking the right lane, northbound 270 on the east side at US 33, and you have slow traffic elsewhere, southbound 71 between 670 and East Broad, northbound 71 also slow between 665 and 270 on the south side. This report is sponsored by BP. When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP and Amico stations. That means more savings and more, well, whatever you like to use your savings on so go on treat yourself download bp me rewards and start saving today i'm chris harden 497.1 the fan traffic and from every dime a dog night in the midwest here's man and bone it is friday and that means it's tool of the week friday you can send in your twitter tools now at man and bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes t-bone has something very important to tell you that's right mike i love my Connecticut premier series water softener we put it in the house over a year ago and it's a big difference you notice it instantly especially whenever you travel like i have now that we're out traveling again going places staying in a hotel you notice it instantly when you get in the shower and realize oh yeah They've got hard water. They don't have the nice treatment like I have in my house, and it's something that we miss whenever we go out on the road. Also, have the K5 drinking water station, so we don't have to deal with bottled water anymore. All of the Kinetico equipment in my house is made right here in the U.S. of A., just like me, so there you go. If you want to get your Kinetico system, or if you'd like to get a Kinetico system, what you should do is get your water tested. Find out what's going on with your water. Find out what's going on with your water treatment system if you already have one that isn't from Connecticut. And in fact, all this month, Connecticut will come out for just a dollar. They'll test your water and find out whether your aging water softener is still giving you all the soft, clean water you need. If you want to find out more about that, ConnecticutColumbus.com for the full details and get the funk out of your water with Connecticut. I'll tell you this. I, I, I don't take T-Bone's advice. I, had, I have hard water at my house. And every time I get out of the shower, I'm bleeding profusely. It hits you. I have razor blade water. Yeah. Well, that's not even, that's sharp water. There's a different term. 
Hard water. Oh, do I need something different for sharp water? If you water? get bruises, it's hard water. Oh, okay. Cuts, but if I'm bleeding. If you, if you get, yeah, cuts and slices, that's sharp water. <laughs> All right. Be careful. Don't want to dive off the flippy dive with that. The flappy, no. the, the floppy dive is not what you want to do. Don't want to do that. No. Hey, uh, Ryan Day and Buckeye football playing host to a big time recruit this weekend. One of the top quarterbacks in the country, T-Bone. Yes, he's JT Tuimoloau. My guy. Tuimoloau. I think I'm saying it right. Apologize I'm, you know if I'm what? not. Say it quickly and with intent. That's right. And you can't be wrong. Uh, he is a defensive end from Sammamish, Washington, which I, I love was a that quarterback. Time. No. I said quarterback. Well, you're wrong. He's All a right, defensive I'm end. stupid then. No. He's number one overall player uh, in 24-7 sports' recruiting rankings. You know what? He's, he's such a good rankings. defensive end that he can also play quarterback. I think we let him play quarterback if he wants to. This is. I'll tell you what, man. This is the thing that's really weird to me about this. I'm I'm happy this guy is looking at Ohio State. I hope he picks Ohio State. Would love to see him here. Buckeye recruiting has been off the charts anyway, so having him as the topper to that class would be excellent. I have my big bag of cash ready, too. That's good. You should keep that ready. Um, here's the thing I'm not sure that I understand. Um, I get that you want to get the number one recruit, and you should want that. But the amount of hype I have seen on this guy compared to almost any other recruit I've ever seen come through Ohio State, I guess maybe it's just that we have more access now. I don't recall seeing all the coaches. I don't recall. Yesterday, they had a live stream. A few of these Buckeye blogs had a live stream at the airport. Yeah. And the coaches were out there. Kerry Combs was out there. Ryan Day was out there. All their coaching staff basically was out there to greet him at the airport. And apparently Buckeye bloggers were there to videotape that and live stream it for all of us to see. I I don't know what that does seeing the guy show up at the airport. Not not for the coaches. I get why they're trying to roll out the red carpet, trying to show him the best. Apparently USC, when he came to town, took him on like a helicopter tour of the city. Okay, whatever. I'm I'm surprised that there is that level of attention to a guy arriving at an airport. I guess that's the part I struggle to understand from a value that this brings if you're a Buckeye fan, right? And you're like, I'm really excited for the season. Finding out that this guy landed at the airport, I, I don't know how that's newsworthy, but maybe it is, I guess. You and I aren't in this business, right? I mean, we're in the business of talking about this, but... You and I aren't going out recruiting guys. Oh, right. They, they know yes. what works. They know what they have to do. In terms of live streaming this on Buckeye blogs, I think that's a, a bit too much. You got four players going out there. Kirk Barton was out there. It's like, dude, you played, man. What? Why are you out there? I don't understand. Not, he, separate, wasn't, he wasn't out there with the Buckeyes, like with the team where they're like, hey, here's some former he players was, to greet he you. He was filming it. He was reporting on it. Yeah. I, what I, I, what I, I don't here's know. what I'm saying, man. What I'm saying is... I understand. Here's a bunch of highlights from this dude playing in high school. Totally get nerding out on that. Uh, here's this guy at a camp talking about where he's thinking of going. Totally get nerding out on what and watch that. I I never understood the well. I guess even with Urban, right? When Urban was on airplane watch here, where it was like, oh, there's a tail sign. I heard he's he's landing at the airport. It's like that at least would indicate Urban Meyer's going to take the job. Yeah, but this that, guy that has changes a, the face of your entire program, though. Urban yeah. Meyer taking well, this job. And I know there are some recruiting guys who are like, this would also change. Yes, Stop I got it. it. Let me tell you something, man. What, what, is this Rutgers? 
All right? Now, this is, again, why I'm not a, a recruiting expert, because here's what I would do if I'm Larry Johnson. Right? I, I walk into this guy's house, and I put a bunch of papers on the coffee table, and it's pictures. Yeah. Here's a picture of Joey Bosa. Here's a Joey Bosa got drafted. Mm-hmm. Here's a picture of Nick Bosa. Here's a Nick Bosa got drafted. Here's a picture of Chase Young. Here's a Chase Young got drafted. Mm-hmm. All right, you have a good day. Yeah. Now, come <laughs> see us at Ohio State if you want to get serious and make some money. Also, here's a grain of rice. This grain of rice represents $1. Now, here's a sack of rice. That indicates how many millions of dollars those guys made when they went to the NFL. Like, that's, you could do that visual aid if you want to. This Paul, is a position group that we frequently get the top talent in the country to come here. This is not a stretch. No, but don't get me wrong. Here's, here's what I want to be very clear about what I'm saying. I get why Ohio State is rolling out the red carpet for this guy. I get why a lot of fans are recruiting fans, right? Not every Buckeye fan sits around and watches every recruiting blog. But for those who do, I get why you're excited that this guy is in town, and I get like refreshing all your favorite Buckeye news sources to find out did this guy make a did he say something did he commit? What I don't understand is you know he's coming into town, you know he's going to go on this visit. It's scheduled. What does him landing at the airport do for you? Because again, it's not like with Urban where it's like, well, if he shows up here, that is proof that he's coming and this yeah, is going to get yeah. done. There's This doesn't prove anything. He's coming on visits to all these schools, and then he's going to go and make a decision and I'm sure have a big announcement. And hopefully it's not going to be this weekend, though. Well, that's he what can I mean. have the greatest weekend in the world. He is not committing this weekend. But <laughs> also, even if he does, what if he says, you know what? Screw the other visits. This is where I'm coming. Mm. I've made my decision. He's not doing it at the airport is my point. When he gets off the plane, it's not like he's going to be like, oh, my God, you named it after John Glenn. I'm sold. And he's like, we haven't even shown you the Woody. You've not even seen. I don't care. Columbus is a place for me. Here's what I know. I went to USC. They had a helicopter. That was great. But Kirk Barton wasn't at the airport in Los Angeles. <laughs> but he's here. I'm committing. I <laughs> Right, I that's the I'm I'm just being very specific here. I don't understand the videos live streaming of a guy walking through the airport and saying, "Well, he arrived." It isn't even like signing a player. If the Jackets sign a big player and that guy's going to come in and be a part of the team, that's well, here he comes. This is the start of a new relationship. He might be the guy who wins the Stanley Cup. This guy is not committing anywhere yet. You haven't you might have just watched a live stream of an Alabama player. Is what I. That's where I, my mind goes. That's what I don't understand. Alabama and Clemson have new quarterbacks, and Vegas says it doesn't matter. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. On the east side, watch out for a stalled semi blocking the right lane northbound 270 at US 33. You have a crash on the right shoulder as well on the north side 270 eastbound past US 23. Use caution in those areas. This report is sponsored by P by BP. When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP and Amico stations. That means more savings and more. Well, whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So go on, treat yourself. Download BP. Me rewards and start saving today. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Friday. Uh, what's what's Oh, Tool of the Week is today. Yeah, Tool of the Week. Yeah. I just had a little problem. That's okay. It happens. Send in your Twitter tools at Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. 
Alabama and Clemson both have to deal with new quarterbacks this year, but Vegas does not care. Caesars Sportsbook by William Hill has released win totals for college football programs, and they have Alabama and Clemson at 11.5. So undefeated or bust if you want to put some money on those two teams. Ohio State and Oklahoma are next at 11, followed by Georgia at 10.5, North Carolina, Coastal Carolina, and Cincinnati each opened at 10. And those are all the teams that are double digits. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think it's unreasonable because for people, as we always have to point out, these lines are made for betters, right? They are not made to say Vegas predicts they're going to win all these games. They are saying Vegas thinks you will think that they are going to win all these games, right? Vegas thinks the public will be voting with their money to say, if you give any chance of Alabama losing a game or Clemson losing a game, then they will take the over on that. And Vegas doesn't Vegas obviously believes that's a real possibility, but if it's between 11 and 12, they're saying the public believes it's going to, they're going to go undefeated. And as you know, Mike, what happens with these lines? You put the line out, you offer it at your sports books. If all the betters run in and are like, I'm taking the under cause they're going to lose game X to whoever. Well, then, then that will change and they will lower the line to reflect that. So they're trying to get 50-50 on both sides of that line, and right now they think that's where the money is. They have Michigan at 7.5. <laughs> Yuck. Well, and again, that that is perception too, isn't it? Michigan is perceived to be a program that would struggle to get to seven wins, and I think that's spot on. And looking at their schedule, we did that a few weeks ago. We went through it. And and we looked at it pretty much and said, yeah, there's there's four or five losses easy on this schedule. And that we gave them a couple that we thought were iffy. They might be a sub-500 team this year. Who's the starting quarterback for Alabama? Have they announced that yet? Is it going to be Bryce Young? I didn't see if they've actually officially announced it yet. I'm not sure. They but I just, that just speaks, though, to the strength of programs like Ohio State, too. I mean, Ohio State is on this list with 11 wins. Mm-hmm. And Justin Fields is gone. Yep. And we don't know who their starting quarterback is going to be, even though we kind of know who their starting quarterback is going to be. But Alabama, new starting quarterback. Clemson, new starting quarterback. Ohio State, new starting quarterback. All of these guys went in the first round. Right. And yet Vegas looks at this and says, now, those programs are too strong, 11 and a half or 11 wins. Well, why? Look at two two reasons for that. Number one, look at the amount of recruiting that has happened there. Look at... Look at the strength of recruiting at Ohio State, at Alabama, at Clemson, and then look at it, the other part, relative to the conferences they're in. Now, obviously, Alabama, there's a little bit closer competition in the SEC right now as far as recruiting and as far as these classes go, but ACC and Big Ten, you know that those two schools, Clemson and Ohio State, have far better classes year in, year out than any of their competition. So they're going to be favored in about every game they play, if not every game. I would assume every game for Clemson. I know Ohio State will be. And then do you base it off of that. So do do you have the quarterbacks locked in yet? No, not totally, but that's a, well, actually you do in Clemson, right? Because it's going to be, um, isn't it DJ Ui Agalele, yes, I believe, yeah, is going to be him. there? So you you know who the quarterback is there, but still that's an unknown as far as how good he will be when he's given the full bore. I know he got to play some last year, but getting him for a full season, you assume he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country because that's who Clemson gets. You assume whoever plays quarterback for Ohio State, 
will be one of the best quarterbacks in, in all of college football because that's who Ohio State gets. And same for Bama, that's just the way it goes. Uh, Clemson opens up their season September 4th. Neutral side, of course, in Charlotte, if I guess this is neutral, to play Georgia. That'll be a big game week one. And I'm trying to look and see who Alabama opens with. I don't know. Who cares? Doesn't matter. What's the I difference? I think it's Miami, right? It is oh, Miami. Yeah. That's okay. right, because I saw they were double-digit favorites over Miami, who they also expect to have a nice season, although I think they're very overrated. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Didn't they poo themselves last year? See, 2020 is this weird I, dude, vortex I am, where I, I forgot what happened. I'm struggling to remember what happened to Miami last year, but you could say that for about half of the college football teams, I No, think. but it's, it's like that in life, too, right? I've gone from 2019 to 2021, and I remember <laughs> nothing from last year. Well, I remember a lot of things from last year, but not a lot of things on the field. I, I remember, remember like, feeling crappy. Yeah. Well, I remember hearing updates about this is closed, this is open, mask here, no mask there, you know, shots available, all that. I remember, you know, all those things. But yeah, as far as college football season last year, it, it was so weird having the various different football seasons. And and we're not, I'm not getting into that whole discussion again about SEC, Big Ten. We know We know that that was screwed up, right? But my point is, when the SEC started playing and the Big Ten was sitting on the sidelines, I struggled to watch those games. I know a lot of people were excited about them. It was tough for me to tune them to tune them in because I felt like I'm getting gypped here. I'm not getting to see Gip? my team play. I don't think a lot of people were excited about them. Well, right. I'm saying usually I'm, watch, I'm watching those games because my team is either played that weekend, is about to play later that night, or they're off that week, but they're playing next week and they have a big game or whatever. And I'm paying attention to it all because that factors in. When it became suddenly, oh, how, you know, Big Ten's going to play six or seven games or eight games. Uh, SEC's going to play like 13 because they just decided to do that. And every week it was like, oh, here's 19 games that are getting canceled because of COVID. How do you get excited for matchups? How do you get excited to say, yes, this game's going to happen? Crying out loud, Ohio State-Michigan didn't happen last year. It should feel like a little bit of a like a vacuum, like a black hole yeah. of schedule last year because some of the biggest games in the sport just didn't happen. So it was such a weird year last year. Uh, we have more golf today. Matt Kuchar update. Cooch! It is the second day of the U.S. Open. How's our guy Cooch doing? He is not teed off yet today. Yesterday he finished with a 73, which was a two over par. He is tied for 42nd, currently seven shots behind our leader, Richard Bland, who is a 48-year-old Englishman. He'd been playing for 25 years, never won a professional tournament. He won just a few weeks back, I believe. Good old first... Dick Bland. Yeah, so good Good luck to him. I hope he pulls it off. Mm-hmm. Good old Richard Bland. <laughs> Your guy. Uh, Reichert Hyundai Fan Poll, 971thefan.com. Great question today, Bone. It's really going to make you think. All right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you're going to answer it, then you're going to go home and have a discussion with your family about it. Okay. Which do you enjoy watching more, college football or the NFL? <laughs> I'll hang up and listen for my answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I right, I guess maybe for some people that is a struggle. It's not a struggle for me. I enjoy watching college football much more than I enjoy watching the NFL. Although, I get it. For some people, it's the other way because of various other things. But uh, Well, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, pretty close for me i don't like choosing between my children oh really yeah i don't like that i don't like saying i like one child better than another child hurts I, their I feelings think, yeah i think it's like i said the answer is i don't think going to be 
that hard to come the to. The answer for each is person. secret answer three yes. <laughs> I enjoy both well, of them. Well, if I'm asked to pick one or the other, I'm just saying I would go with I heard you. Football. I just heard you say you don't care about the Browns this year. Just yeah, heard it. That's what I said. Yeah. I'm just. Who cares? I, yeah. I grew up in Columbus. What do you want from me? This is this is the number one thing that has always been, and so that's why. But yeah, NFL, close number two. I very much am looking forward to the NFL season two. NHL players want to travel less, even though it makes the game less fun. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. We're continuing to look at a stalled vehicle blocking the right lane on the east side. Northbound 270 at US 33. It's causing stop-and-go traffic from Alum Creek Drive. And you have a crash on the right shoulder on the north side, 270 eastbound, after US 23. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. Hey, DQ fans, the Girl Scout Thin Mints Blizzard is here. The Girl Scout cookies you love meet Cool Mint and world-famous soft serve blended together in this chocolatey, minty masterpiece. Grab it today, only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Barely famous. Incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. It's Tool of the Week Friday. You can send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971 Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Now, before I get to this NHL player survey thing i have long said that i I don't think it matters what race you are what job you have what type of living situation you have there are certain songs where if that song comes on the radio or you hear that song even if you're not inclined to buy the whole album or listen to another song by that artist i think there are some songs where all of us just sort of say Oh, yeah, this song. And I believe one of those songs is Last Resort by Papa Roach. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Suffocation, no breathing. Don't give a f- I'm telling you, I, 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 this, this part right here is yes, where it gets you hooked That's in. where it gets you. A little guitar riff is what draws you in. I don't care if you opened up someone's heart today. Because that's your job, not just because you're a psychopath. <laughs> or if you did it for fun. Whatever, either way. Or you're just a, a guy on the street wondering where his next next paycheck is coming from. I think we can all agree that's a hell of a song. You may not want to listen to any more Papa Roach. That could be mm-hmm. it for you. Yeah, sure. But for that song, we're all going to just sort of bob our head and agree. I have found, I believe, the 1960s version of... Last Resort by Papa Roach. I believe that everybody who hears this song from 1961 cannot help but feel good and sort of bob their head. All right. Would you like to hear it? Play it it on me. Because I guarantee as soon as I play this for you, you're going to smile. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, Harry, Harry, Belafonte, Harry right? Belafonte. Yeah. Jump in the line from 1961. And if you're a certain age, you cannot help but think about Beetlejuice. Of course. When you hear this song. Yeah, that's it, man. 
There's no there's no way that you're not a little happier here in this on a given day. Now people might have heard you say this is the Papa Roach of its day. Okay, I believe you. Okay, I believe you Doesn't mean it's like a rock song. It just means when you hear it, everyone goes It's an earworm. This is good. And you'll have that in your head. Yeah, I agree with that. I was uh I was cutting up peppers this morning because I'm pickling my own peppers. <laughs> so I had like three pounds of peppers that I was cutting up. It's a very tedious job. Isn't that a, if the pepper, what is it? The, if someone picked a peck of pickled peppers. That's what you were literally well, whatever. doing. Whatever. twister. I had the Pandora on in the house and this song came on. Yeah. And I was gyrating and then Kristen was upstairs, heard the song Came downstairs, and we just had impromptu dance and then kitchen sex. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what, what One of those things happens. That's what happens. You can't even play this song in public spaces because everyone just starts having random sex. That's how it goes. It's just everybody's in a good mood, and suddenly you never know what's going to happen. Well, I just stopped in for a Big Mac, but... Shake, 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 Sinora, shake your body liner. Sir. Shake, 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 Sinora, shake it Would you like to biggie size that, sir? Absolutely. All right, NHL that's, stuff. That's a travesty. Why do they take away the biggie size? No, no, no. I don't mean... This I, is I, a no, different conversation. What I mean is the branding was great. I know the sizes are gigantic. I'm not saying we need bigger than that sizes. Just give me Biggie. Call it a Biggie when I go through there and say I want a Biggie size. Don't look at me and go, you mean a large? No, I mean a Biggie size because Biggie was funny. I am with you. We have had this discussion. I it, it bothers me. It bothers All me. Right? It bothers me. I forgot about the biggie size. You, until didn't you forget said that. about it. No, you said that. Now, now they I'm, have. Wow, we have the biggie bag. I don't want the biggie bag. I want a biggie drink. I want the biggie bag, and I want the biggie size, the biggie bag. <laughs> <laughs> and then pickle my peppers. Come on, biggie size, pickle the peppers, and shake, shake, shake. Let's go. NHL players said they would like to see the homestand scheduling from this season continue, but are against the concept of geographically aligned divisions going forward. Around 68% of the 447 players polled said they don't want to see regional divisions carried forward beyond the season. Well, good news, because the league already announced they're not. Yeah. That the divisions are going back to normal next year. But they do like the homestand scheduling because it cuts down on travel. This is not baseball. Yeah, I understand why they did it this year, because it was necessary. But next year, it's not going to be necessary. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't remember if this is when you were out. There was a report that came out that said the NHL was still considering it. Like, they had gone back on what they Considering said. what? Not bringing the divisions back to normal? Not next year. Then it might be one more year. Because they're still worried about Canada and the border and how that all's going to work. That's... They don't have it solid yet. They don't have a big plan that says we can just have free travel between the U.S. and Canada. I'm tired of Canada. I'm tired of them. You know, honestly. I contend they got rid of Biggie Size, (laughs) and then we followed suit. (laughs) I agree. All I'm saying is. I blame Tim Horton. I think that's why this is coming back into the discussion is just because they don't have a solid plan yet. And my argument to that is, that's fine. Let the Canadian teams be up there then. Let's have all the other divisions 
go pretty yeah, much back let's to pretend normal. the Canadian teams don't exist then. Let them have their own That's championship fine. and then they can come down here and play somebody. That's fine. I'm not saying put them in Stanley Cup. They get in the playoffs there. Put, put them as the lowest seeds. I don't care. But all I'm saying is the rest of the divisions, let's get back to some level of normalcy. And I know the NHL will never do that because if they're like seven Canadian teams that can't ever win anything, don't get if they can't have it normal, then the rest of the NHL can't have it normal, even though the majority of the NHL is not in Canada. And this is nothing against Canada. It's a beautiful country. No, there's a lot against Canada. No, no, no. I like Canada a lot. I like a lot of things about Canada. I've enjoyed every visit I've ever had there. I am just saying, in this one instance, stop bowing the NHL down to what Canada does or does not do. I know that's a big part of your audience. You also have like 75% of your teams in the U.S. So let's let's go off of that, not off of what Canada is doing. And then maybe that puts some pressure on Canada to say, well, you know what? We got to make an exception for the NHL. Maybe that'll actually happen if you just say, we're doing this, deal with it. If you don't want to do it, then we, then those teams can just play in their own championship and then we'll put them in the playoffs wherever they seed. An NBA team could be thinking about relocation. Details coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Look out for a crash on the right shoulder, 71 northbound past 5th Avenue. It's causing slow traffic from 670, and on the east side, an earlier disabled truck was blocking the right lane. It is now cleared, but we are still seeing some slow traffic on northbound 270 between Alum Creek Drive and US 33. This report is sponsored by Panera. At Panera, dinner is hot and ready to serve. Grab the creamy mac and cheese in a bread bowl, the classic bacon turkey Bravo sandwich, or try the new Chipotle chicken and bacon flatbread pizza. Order for dinner tonight with delivery or pickup availability and pricing may vary. I'm Chris Harden, 497.1 The Fan Traffic. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Friday. Tool of the Week is coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. You can send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971. Okay. Um... We have to address something because we have uh, we have a lot of fans who listen to the show. We always appreciate interacting with you on Twitter. But one of our Uber fans, super so we, fan, we we take we take those concerns very seriously. From you know, we we consider these people part of the radio family, right? Uh, Jen, loyal listener to the show, she tweeted in after you compared Harry Belafonte's "Jump in the Line" song to Papa Roach's "Last Resort," and you said it was the '60s version of a good mood song. She said, I'm so disappointed. If you need me, I'm going to drink bleach. Why? Maybe, maybe I'll see you tomorrow. Why is she so disappointed? She hates the song? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. She hates jumping the line? I don't know. Maybe. I like. I have to be honest with you. I have heard this song played in public many a time, and I didn't really even pay attention to it, but I knew it was Harry Belafonte, and then that's about it. That's all I know. So I don't know. Like, what, are you crapping? No, 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 I enjoy it. What's I'm the just, matter with you? Jen is like, here's the thing. I know listener Jen is very much into the Beatles. She's okay. a huge Beatles fan. I'm not minimizing the Beatles. I'm I'm saying. I don't know if it's related to that, or maybe she thinks we should have picked a Beatles song instead of this for the 60s. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there, but I'm I'm feeling bad that we, you know, upset one of our big time listeners. You know, so that's it's got me scratching my head on everything right now. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> I needed a little pick-me-up, though, and you played it, so thank you. Just for you, Jen. I don't know why she hates the song. 
Does she hate Harry Belafonte? I, I don't know. Maybe. I have no idea. I'm not. I'm. I don't know anything. I don't know. I just got that tweet, and now it's it's All kind right. of it's kind of wrecked. It's kind of wrecked my day. All right. I I, w- I will say that there are people that hate Harry Belafonte. Okay. Because he's very outspoken with his political views. Okay. I don't know those. I've not paid attention. But to I I wouldn't assume that would bother Jen. I don't know. I don't know. I all I know is when I hear this song, I tend to enjoy it. But maybe this is a song, Mike. Maybe this is a song that, like, when she hears it, she is like, I can't stand this song. Well, guys, I don't know if you know this, but I was robbed at gunpoint when I was 40 years old. And 40. 14 years 14 old. 14 years old, that too. I don't think Jen's 40. I don't think so. And the kidnapper was playing this song in the truck. Right. And then... I can't help that. Yeah, right. If there's, like, a personal memory, you're not a fan of it. I get that, too. No, I mean, I am, uh, I am not a fan of... Um, just for whatever reason, it's nothing against the song. I'm sure it's fine, but like when I hear "Brown Eyed Girl," a lot of people like that song. Not my cup of tea. That does. If you had said that was your like feel good song, I would be but like, "It's well, not okay." I right, happen to saying, enjoy that song. It's fine. It's just not. It's not my. Not my cup Do of tea. Do you remember when? Yeah, we used to sing. And now, you, and now you you have just described exactly why that song annoys me. Is because every time it's played, no one knows any of the actual lyrics, but then everyone's like, oh, I, I know it. Va, la, 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 la. And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> You're not a fan of this song. I am not either, but stop pretending like you knew this and it was just, oh, this is the moment I decided to sing. You're singing because it's a simple. Fa la la. That's the only reason you're singing with this. I don't know why that stuff makes me angry. That's. All right. I'm not playing this, by the way. Ted's playing it. So you got a problem? You got a problem with Ted. I want to be clear. It's not that I, like, hate this song. The reaction to it, the overreaction to it is what bothers me. Hey, where did we go? Days when the rains came. It's a fine song. You know, if you didn't know any better, you'd say, is this Billy Corgan? No. This is... <laughs> they share vocal qualities. I could see a little bit of that, sure. Just a rat in a cage. Yep. All right. We're going to follow law. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Not yet. Oh, that's right. We got more to go. Uh, forget about it, Ted. You know what? Pot it down. Just bring it back up when it's follow up. <laughs> that's how time. it goes anyway, because you're just at a bar. You're like, yeah, so anyway, I think geopolitically, what's going on right now in the Sudan? It's just like, why? You can't, you can't help it. Just like, you could be at that G situation. What was the G? Was it G8? G20? G7? G7. Angela's Merkel would be there and they would be playing this song. She's like, well, anyway, as I said, President Biden, I like everyone just it starts doing crosses, it. Crosses crosses <laughs> cultural lines. Right. Why? Why does it have to happen? Kim Jong un is Are we used to sing This is why they never get anything done in the Senate. Somebody keeps loading up that damn jukebox with this song. Guys, we need name, image, and likeness done today. <laughs> Anthony Gonzalez is like, where's the jukebox? I will rip it off the wall. We need to get this done. (laughs) 
<laughs> Meanwhile, old Mitch McConnell's just sitting there feeding the meter. He loves it. It's his favorite song. He just keeps putting more quarters in because they have quarters, not like an actual like. No, you got to put money in now. it. Yeah, you have to put real money. By what way, is we- a socialist juice jukebox? You got to put money in it. <laughs> By the way, we have some updates on this. What? Um, What's the update? First. Angela, who's another Uber listener, who has opinion. Don't we tell me she hates jumping the line. No, too. she said, no offense to Jen, but I agree with common man. It makes me smile and immediately think of Beetlejuice. Love it. Now, Jen has just responded, and this is good news. Clarification. I don't know if it's good news, but I feel better about it. <laughs> okay. Clarification. She says, I love jumping the line. All right. And she says, right. Just over she says i love harry belafonte jumping the line all of it does she hate papa roach papa roach can kick rocks oh, is what she oh. said look jen we're not saying not even, every papa no, roach song we're not saying even this that song one. just this one song all right i'm actually glad it's not jumping the line no jumping the line she says is fine okay all right all right this is you know what though at least we found something with Jen. Because I'm surprised that Jen has not weighed in earlier on Papa Roach. She probably has. We just ignored her. <laughs> Maybe we did. Maybe at that time we felt so strongly about it. We just weren't taking any calls on that one. Uh, what did I tease? NBA team could be thinking about relocation. There is a report that the New Orleans Pelicans could be uh, being sold soon. Gail Benson, who owns the Saints, also owns the Pelicans. But if, there's a report that... She's tired of losing money, and Mm. she may sell it. It's unlikely that if she continues to own the team, that the team would move, because she also owns the Saints. That would be weird, yeah, right, to move a team out of the city where you own another team in the city. But if she sells the team, that's the rumor. Yeah. They'd be gone. I... Here's the thing. It's it's something that I used to, and obviously going through the Save the Crew situation, it's changed my perspective quite a bit, but... It's easy for us to look on the outside and go, oh, well, no, if, they don't, if they sell it and enough people aren't going to games or whatever, that, that, is, that is short-sighted, right? And, and I feel very badly if that's something that's on the table for the New Orleans fans, that this team could get sold and then moved. I wonder, is it, did the A-Rod deal ever get done with yeah, Minnesota? It's, done. it's, it's done. officially done. Yeah. So I wonder if this is a situation where maybe if some other... <laughs> Some other entity is trying to get a team to Seattle because, you know, that's also their rumor is that they're going to be moved to Seattle. So maybe somebody else is trying to say, no, I want to get in that first. There's going to be a team moving to Seattle. I mean, the only reason why they moved out of that market was because they couldn't get the arena built. Now they have this arena there with the Kraken. That's not a problem. Yeah. Well, my question, though, is why can't in that situation, why can't the NBA just expand? Like, why not expand there? Well, They may. That but would be the better solution. Don't I you think. want to make sure that every every city that you're in is as is healthy as it should be before you decide to expand? Yes, you do. But I don't think that the health of these organizations is helped by every five seconds. Whenever a team, look at that, two teams have come up for sale or potentially coming up for sale in the last year, and the instant reaction is, "Oh no, they could be moved." Remember with the Kings, that was also their thing a few yeah. years ago, where when they were getting sold by the was it the Maloofs? I think that yeah, owned them the back in the day. And they, that was also like, oh, they could be moving, right? I just, that's not a good sign for your league. I'm not saying the NBA is in dire straits. It's not a good sign when every team that comes up for sale is like, oh, yeah, we can move them. 
We're probably going to move them. They're going to move as probably as quick as we can. Well, there's another report about the Pelicans today that Zion Williamson's family yes. is urging him to get the hell out of there. Uh, you oh. you got to get out of New Orleans. There's, you got to get away from this team. There's a lot of panic in that in that front office right now or that fan base because they, he has had three different coaches in three years. They just got rid of Stan Van Gundy. He after gone. after one year, after one right? year, he gone. So, you know, this is a guy who's going to have to learn and grow very quickly in a league where it takes time to kind of develop into good player. He is obviously already a good player. Came to the league as a good player, but becoming that elite guy, you need a coach that can do that, and you need a team around you that can do it. And I don't think st- instability like this is good. I don't blame his family at all for feeling that way. It's just. I can't imagine being a fan of that team right now where you, you're going to hear constant talk just like you did with Anthony Davis about how he needed to get the hell out of there. Now with Zion, it's the same thing. You're going to hear that until he eventually goes somewhere else. And meanwhile, they're talking about moving your team. That's just, I just, I know what the pit in my stomach felt like when I yeah. read the Grant Wall story in October of 2017 about how the crew were going to move. Yeah. I, I feel like the New Orleans fans are going through this right now, and, and I feel for all those Pelican fans because that's not good. Well, speaking of that, uh, the crew will close down Crew Stadium tomorrow night against the Fire. Catch all the action right here on the fan. I want to see the game starts at 7.30. Yep. I know you're going to be there, mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you your, your favorite memories of old Crew Stadium. I mean, obviously you can guess I have quite a few. If I had to... If I had to boil it down to just one memory, um, 2008 Eastern Conference Finals, the crew taking on the Chicago Fire in that game, that was Brian McBride coming back to Crew Stadium in a Chicago Fire uniform, which I never thought I would ever find myself as a crew fan after rooting for him for so many years in the black and gold. He was the first overall pick of MLS ever. First draft, crew had the first pick, he was the first pick. First guy ever selected into MLS, and that was a crew player. And then I'm rooting against him like I've never rooted against anyone before because it was the crew's chance to get to their first MLS Cup, and he stood in the way. I will never forget those moments. I will never forget the nerves I had in that game. And then I will never forget Chad Marshall skying over Brian McBride and scoring a goal that put them on the board after Brian McBride had scored to take the lead, I thought, here we go. Brian McBride, going to break our hearts. This is going to suck. And instead, I mean, a picture of your Jackets fan, you have a chance to go to Stanley Cup, and Rick Nash scores the first goal of the game in Game 7. But for the Rangers, or whoever, it wouldn't be the Rangers, but you know what I mean. It would just break your heart. That's where I thought we were headed. And then Chad Marshall gets the goal back, and then Eddie Gavin added a second one. And it was a party. It was electric. It was... Unbelievable. I will never forget that moment. I was talking to Teddy before the show. He's got something on you because Teddy was at the first game ever at Crew Stadium. I was. We were affiliated just as we are now with the crew. And so we got a block of tickets. And so I got to go. I took a buddy of mine and, uh, the, you know, former employees from here were there. Red Skip Dog. Skip Mossick was streaking on the field I, that game. I think right? Skip and Don were both there. Yeah. yeah. Naked, streaking. Yeah. And my buddy, he had a little bit too much to drink and he was throwing beer cups at the, uh, I think they're playing New England that day, the Revs, you know, mm-hmm. he threw some yep. beer cups at them and then we took off running. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we had, like gr- fun, we had a grand old time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what you do, right? Sounds like that sounds like breaking in the stadium. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. I love it. Uh, Former Buckeye does the improbable. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heath Services Traffic Center. 
Westbound 70 at Highway 142, you have the left lane closed, and that's causing some slow traffic. And you have a crash on the right shoulder, northbound 71, past 5th Avenue. Use caution there. This report is sponsored by BP. When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get $0.05 off every gallon of gas every time at BP and Amico stations. That means more savings and more, well, whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So go on and treat yourself, download BP Me Rewards, and start saving today. I'm Chris Harden, 497.1 The Fan Traffic. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Bone? Yes, man. Do you want to save money on your energy bills? Oh, I like that idea. Let me tell you something. If your windows are crappy, you're running that air conditioner, you're letting that expensive air escape, you're losing money, call my guys and gals at Universal Windows Direct. They will put some new windows in. You're going to save money on your energy bills. They're going to look wonderful. And you can put off paying for these windows for two years. Call now to schedule your personal estimate. Take advantage of their buy one window, get one window free deal, plus zero payments and zero interest for two whole years. Call them now, 614-503-0455, or click, click, universalwindowsdirect.com. Tell them Harry Belafonte sent you. I'm glad we got to the bottom of finding out our listeners genuinely like that song. I did not know there was so much hate in the fan base for the Papa Roach song. But that's, you know, all right. Well, that's, that's one person's hate. Uh, there's, there's, I saw another tweet here that was uh, Jason sent in and said, <laughs> said, if I saw a sleeveless, shirted, backwards hat wearing bro intentionally drive over a family of kittens, I'd expect him to be listening to that Papa Roach song. See, so there's, there's he's, more than he's one lying. opinion there. He's lying. He's lying? He's lying. He's protesting too much. He secretly likes Papa Roach. Okay. Maybe. I, I like how you're telling him what he feels. I am. I am. Because okay. I, 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 I've done a lot of research on this topic. Mm-hmm. And I believe we can all agree on the Papa Roach. I think that we should send two songs into space for the aliens to listen to. Last Resort by Papa Roach and Jump in the Line by Harry Belafonte. <laughs> you want to know what humans are about? This is what humans are about. How do you feel about uh, Fort Minor? Which is the, uh, it's 10% luck, 20% skill. That, that never heard that song? No? I, I don't. Yeah, okay. Maybe if I heard it. No, it's like a, it's like one of those anthem pump up songs. That's, uh, I'm not a huge fan of those types of songs. Yeah, but it's like they always play it before big games. It's always trying to get people up. That's not your jam. Okay. That's okay. All right. That's fine. What do the other people want? I'm very flexible. You know that, Bone. (laughs) Very flexible. (laughs) I found that out. What did I tease? Oh, former Buckeye does the improbable. Did you see what, uh, what's his name? Maybe I should get the damn story. What's the story? I was, I'm too distracted oh, by Harry Sean, It's Jay Sean Tate. Okay. So Jay Sean Tate went over to play international ball mm-hmm. after he played for Ohio State. He, in 2018, was with the Antwerp Giants in Belgium. My guys. Then went to Sydney, Australia to play for the Sydney Kings. Mm-hmm. He got two like little looky loos in the NBA and then stuck around this year. Yes. 25 year old rookie stuck around this year and he earned a, st- a spot on the NBA's first team all rookie squad. Yeah. He had a really good year. He averaged 11.3 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, two and a half assists, 
played almost 30 minutes a night in Houston, started 58 of the 70 games they played, shot over 50% from the field, over 30% from three-point line. So he went from a guy that, you know, who knows if he's going to get a look in the league, did the overseas thing, came in as a 25-year-old rookie, and had himself a hell of a season. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. I am, uh, I'm happy for him. He's my guy. I'm glad that that happened. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to have someone that you can root for that – you know, has put in the work and really done a good job. And man, I I can't imagine just what it's like to go from playing at Ohio State to then going to Belgium to then going to Australia to then ending up back in the States and playing in the NBA. What a circuitous route in circuitous. 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 Fool me once. <laughs> uh, Phil Mickelson was visibly and audibly irritated yesterday because people kept taking pictures of him. And they had the sound function on. Oh, yeah. And so oh, he yeah. had to stop and ask. And at one point, had a police officer summoned. He said he didn't play well yesterday. He didn't necessarily use this as an excuse, but he used it as an excuse. He said, it's part of professional golf. You have to learn to deal with it. I don't understand why you just can't turn that little button on the side into silent. I probably didn't deal with it internally as well as I could have or as I needed to. It's part of playing the game out here at this level. Certainly, I didn't do the best job of dealing with it. I I understand his frustration. I I don't. I think sometimes these guys are too sensitive. I don't know why you just can't put your phone on silent and take a picture. Right. I I think that's more of an issue of just having a few people who are very bad with technology. It's It's not malicious, right? I think it's just people not paying attention to what they're doing and and lord knows that happens at a golf tournament you got a few pops in you you forget your phone doesn't on silent i i can't stand having all those noises on my phone so i never have them on but i understand if you do but do you remember there was a clip from years ago i don't even know it might be over 10 years old at this point where tiger woods is getting ready to swing and i think this was an actual photographer camera which has the loud shutter yeah yeah and he was you know pulling his club back and getting ready to swing. And the guy started taking photos right as he's swinging. And so you hear the sound of just, you know, utter silence and then the quick shutter and then tiger going, not during my backswing, like as just after he hits it, but it's though is that how it was, is that how it, was said it, it was the whiniest. <laughs> yes. It was so whiny. And I remember I'm hearing freaking pictures already. Did yeah. on the T now you're doing it now. Yeah, it was. It was, that's not the clip, but there was a clip where, it, like, you literally hear the the famous golf sound of just whack, like the big swing and the ball leaves. And as that happens, you hear him go, "Not during my backswing," and it's just like, "Oh, mom, you didn't make me pizza rolls." Like, it just very much had that vibe to it. But I know that's got to be tough when you're trying to be under all this pressure. There's so much you have to do, and then to have a little distraction like that throwing you off. That would be frustrating, but uh, yeah, you're right. You get paid millions of dollars to try to deal with it, I guess. Can I tell you what's frustrating to me? Okay. The fact that we'll we'll talk about something in here, and, be, and I'll be like, hey, Ted, can you find me Sergeant Pepper? Right? And you're like, oh, man. And then like 20 minutes later, I don't know where it is. One of the easiest got, things in the world to find. I got a Dr. Pepper jingle. But you want Teddy that? had no idea we were going to talk about Tiger Woods right there, and he had that sound bite in one second. One second you had that. It had to be in the it had to be in our system. That it was that it was it in our system, Ted. Well yeah, because I probably put it in there like twenty years ago. Okay. So yes. <laughs> That's fair. I'm glad that lasts twenty years. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Something so, from last week I'm looking for already erased. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to be put in the right spot, otherwise deleted. 
The Chicago Bears want to move, and Chicago's mayor is having none of it. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Watch out for a crash on the right shoulder, 71 northbound past 5th Avenue. Elsewhere, you have slow traffic on northbound 71 between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Eastbound 70 is slow between Hamilton Road and Bryce Road. This report is sponsored by BP. When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get $0.05 off every gallon of gas every time at BP and Amico gas stations. That means more savings and more, well, whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So, go on, treat yourself, download BP Me Rewards, and start saving today. I'm Chris Harden, 497.1 The Fan Traffic. Murdering brain cells, one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Hello. It is Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Oh, yeah. This is you, Mike. Know. I had something to tell you. Yeah, what's that, Bone? I'm going to pretend like I didn't know. <laughs> what's that, Bone? <laughs> I was going to tell you this here. All right. Yeah, that's right. Did you see, Mike, the greatest punishment? For a fantasy football league in the history of the world. Oh, is this the waffle thing? Yes. This is so great. So there's a guy, Lee Sanderlin, who writes for the Clarion Ledger in, this is in Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. Okay. He lost his fantasy football league and was the worst player in his fantasy football league this year. So his league has a punishment. Punishment is you go to the Waffle House near where you are and you sit there for 24 hours. Now, you can just sit there for 24 hours, eat a regular meal, live your eat three meals, eat 10 meals, you do whatever you want to do. But if you can eat a waffle, you get an hour off your time. And so for every waffle you can get down in the 24 hours, you shave off an hour of the time you have to sit there. All right. First of all, I like just sitting at a place and hanging out. I spent a lot of my youth doing that. Whether it's in bars, it was a Krispy Kreme near the radio station I used to work at, and there was a point in time where I looked at my watch and said, I've been here for eight hours. You like to linger that long? I like in to restaurants? linger because not by myself, because my friends would always come in oh, and okay. I'd talk to one friend for an hour, he'd leave, more people would come in. Okay. It's like the coffee shop on friends. People just keep popping in. Right. So I would sit there for a long time because I was the loser of the group. Mm-hmm. They all had regular jobs to go to. Yes. And I was the dumb morning show guy that was finished with my job at 930 in the morning with nothing to do for the right. rest of the day. That makes sense. So I just hang out there. So I, I don't think I would. Could friends visit me when I sat in the I'm Waffle sure House? I'm sure they could. Well, it's fine. like you're. Okay. But here's, here's the thing that I find interesting. That one waffle per hour thing is really intriguing because that got me thinking, how many Waffle House waffles could I put down? Now they're big, they're plate sized, but they're thin. They're not like First of thick all, Belgian it, waffles. It bothers me that you even have to describe to somebody what a well, Waffle House right. waffle fair, is. Fair enough. I'm just making sure everyone's on the same page here. So I contend that because I I don't know how you eat waffles. I stack waffles. I don't eat just one at a time. I'll put two or three together just like pancakes. I don't care. They're there. Let me stack them up and eat them just like a pancake. I'm not a big waffle guy. No? No. I mean, I'm not a big sweet breakfast guy. If I'm going to have a sweet breakfast, I usually go pancakes all the time. Yeah. Now, could 
could we do other things for punishment? Like, could a plate of hash browns be my punishment? It doesn't sound like there'd be much of a punishment for you, because it sounds like you'd enjoy that. Well, I, I would probably sit there. I, I could eat 12 plates of hash browns. No problem. <laughs> so I'll cut my time down to 12 hours by eating 12 mm-hmm. plates of hash browns, and then I would just spend the rest of the time sitting on my ass talking to people. You think you could eat 12 plates full of potato-y thing? Like, oh, yeah. like fried potatoes. Yeah. I, mean, I, know, I know you would try to. Well, I'm just wondering if you'd physically be able to keep all that down. Well, there's, I don't have to sit. I could go to the bathroom and oh, true. do sit up and yeah. come back and okay. have some more. All right, fair enough. They, they, he did say two of the rules that he got from the commissioner of his league was that if you throw up, it doesn't. Not that you should do it on purpose, but he was saying if, if you get so full that you do end up throwing up, it doesn't undo your work. It's okay. not like you go back to zero. I would actually be a little harsher. Oh, okay. I'd say if you throw up, you need to eat your vomit. Oh. That's got to stay in one way or the other. I, I, need, I need something. I need Harry Belafonte or Papa Roach right now because I feel very bad after hearing that. That, just makes, me, that makes me really ill. Um, I want to know this. What's the quickest amount of time? Let's say you could do your hash brown thing. Let's say I could do the waffle thing. I think I could get out of there in six hours. That means I have to eat 18 Waffle House waffles. You can eat 18? Not in one sitting, but in six hours time. Here's what my thought is. You stack three of them together and you eat quickly so your brain doesn't even really process what's happening. Well, that's how you should eat normally. (laughs) That's how I do eat normally. Have you met me? But all I'm saying is... I could get, like, right off the bat, you walk in, you don't even acknowledge anything else. You just sit down, bang out three waffles really quick. Take an hour, don't drink a lot, and then hour number two hits, you eat three more waffles. Two hours, you've knocked six hours off your time. That's pretty good. And then you're just trying to manage, figuring out how to get the next three waffles in. Maybe This guy was eating them one at a time. He managed to eat nine of them, and then he got to leave after 15 hours, which is... A, that's crazy to me. I I think you could do. He he acted like he was being force fed these waffles and could barely stomach them down. And it was it was like eating concrete. He said at one point his stomach felt so bad. Oh, come on. I mean, it's how big of a guy was it? A skinny guy? Maybe that's why he seemed like a normal sized guy, not too skinny. Certainly not a fat guy. All right, but wasn't yeah? He wasn't overly thin. I'm just saying. I don't know. I I think I could get through three at a time. Once every six hours. So that would put me at 18 in six hours, and then I'm done. Speaking of eating quickly, and Teddy can back me up on this, there is no human being on earth who eats his food faster than former fan employee DR Railsback. Really? There is no one who eats faster than DR. Really? You will go out to dinner with mm-hmm. DR. You know, normal dinner with friends, right? You're sitting there, you allow an hour. Sure. Right? Yeah. You, you you eat, then you linger, you talk, but you're not going to eat as quickly as you would if you were just sitting on a couch eating a of frozen course. pizza right. because you're yeah. talking, you're with people. Right. There was a time I met DR for dinner. Food came. He was done in three minutes. <laughs> he ate his food in three minutes. <laughs> and then you probably felt very awkward where you're like, I've not even gotten through the mashed potatoes or whatever like side you have. But you're he doesn't barely even start it. He looks and he just attacks it. He attacks it like if he doesn't eat it quickly, someone's going to steal it from him. There's got to be some childhood trauma that's that's back there. Got to be. I mean, maybe. I know that I, I have eaten quickly for a long time 
And I think I trace that back to going to the little private school that I went to where we had like, I don't know. It, it seemed like it was 10 minutes for lunch. It was probably longer than that, but it, it was a very short amount of time, especially if you bought food or you were in the lunch line. By the time you got done, you'd sit down and maybe you had five minutes. And I do remember just shoveling food in my mouth quickly to get done and get back to class. And then now I know sometimes it looks like I just got off of Survivor and I get to like a Big Mac and I'm just like breaking it up and Joey chestnutting it into my mouth. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening, but I have done in two minutes with an entire McDonald's meal. And I don't know why that is somewhere. You're right. Maybe he had something like that, too, where he just had a school or a job or something where he had to eat quickly all the time and he just developed a habit. The Chicago Bears are looking to buy a, the old Arlington racetrack in Arlington Heights, Ohio, Ohio, Illinois. Hmm. That'd, and be a, that'd be a bigger story. They're exploring, yeah, the Chicago Bears <laughs> moving to Ohio and they're exploring the possibility of moving there. Arlington Heights is a northwest suburb. Um, you asked me this before the show, how far away is it from downtown? I'd say with no traffic, you can get downtown and 40 45 minutes that's with no traffic which never exists right yeah so i know that that would be weird certainly for them to move out to that part of town i would guess i mean that's yeah i mean they've always been a city team even when they played at wrigley field obviously that's in the city of chicago and they've been at soldier field since 1971 they have a lease at soldier field till 2033 and the bears just saying well we're exploring we're just you know we're looking the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, is not taking this sitting down. No, she was not messing around with that. She's saying, our city is home to some of the world's finest sports teams who have played a vital role in the city's reopening. As part of the city's recovery, many organizations are doubling down on their commitment to Chicago, and we expect the Chicago Bears to follow suit. The Bears are locked into a lease at Soldier Field until 2033. In addition... This announcement from the Bears comes in the midst of negotiations for improvements at Soldier Field. This is clearly a negotiating tactic the Bears have used before. As a season ticket holder and longtime Bears fan, I am committed to keeping the Chicago name on our football team. Well, they would keep it anyway. And like most Bears fans, we want the organization to focus on putting a winning team on the field, beating the Packers finally, and being relevant past October. (laughs) Everything else is noise. You tell them! That's great. Tell them! That's great. Yeah. I mean, I understand the Bears don't like the fact that for those who don't know, Soldier Field, they don't don't own that. No, that's owned by the city. That is owned by the city. And so... Years past, you know, when they've had terrible grass in that place and the the turf has been all chewed up, that's because parks manage that, right? It's, yes. it's the city of Chicago that manages, not the, they don't have like a private team of people doing no, that. They've, just, they've gotten much better at it. Yeah, but I'm saying that was, I know, a problem years and years ago. So I am sure they do have frustrations, but weren't the Bears involved in like the redesign yeah. of Soldier Field? Yeah, so, like, oh, it's a spaceship. Well, the Bears made it a spaceship. Oh, I don't 60,000 people. Well, the Bears made it 60,000 people. You want to know why? Because Old Soldier Field was a uh, luxury box graveyard. They had hardly had any. And so they said, we want luxury boxes out the ass when we redesign this thing. And it's, well, okay, you have a limited structure to work with. Mm-hmm. You're going to put a million luxury boxes in, which they did. You're going to limit capacity. That's why it's the smallest stadium in the NFL. Yeah, so what it sounds like they want is they want to keep the same number of luxury boxes they have or expand it, but also get more seats, too. And the only way you do that is with the new stadium. 
and you're not going to do that at Soldier Field. They have that. They have that problem though. No matter when they want to do that, if if that is their goal is to expand all on those fronts, then you can't play at Soldier Field. So is the answer to find real estate in Chicago that you can play on? There's none, like in no, downtown. There's none. There's none. So then the only option is Move to go to the, the suburbs. suburbs, right, and go to a place where there was a previous large thing and build on that. They've been threatening this. They've threatened this many times over the years. We'll see if it's real or not. I mean, the mayor of Arlington Heights has essentially said, well, you can have this piece of land. Oh, give us a dollar. I'm sure the mayor there is probably thrilled with the idea that all of Bears fandom would descend on their town eight nights a year. That's that's pretty great. Degenerate T-Bone is coming up next. Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Looks like we have a crash on northbound 71 past US 36, and you also have an earlier crash cleared on northbound 71 after 5th Avenue. Watch out for slow traffic on 70 westbound between Miller-Kelton and 71, and slow traffic as well, 670 westbound between 71 and 3rd Street. This report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. I'm Chris Harden, 497.1 The Fan Traffic. Never more than a few moments away from saying something stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. It is Friday. It's Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971 Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Uh, I saw this on Twitter. Now, again, I'm just reading the, the headline and the first segment or segment sentence that is trying to hook you in to click on this and read the rest of the story. But tell me if this makes sense to you. Okay. Headline. This is from a Bloomberg piece. The American dream of owning a home is dead. All right. Mm-hmm. Pretty, uh, pretty harsh headline there. Yeah. Then the next sentence is. Homeownership is becoming unaffordable for too many, but there's another option. Renting. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other that's the only other what's the other option? <laughs> uh, Living on the streets? I guess. Um I don't know of another option between squatting, like, renting a place, and buying a place. Those are the those are the right. options. It's like, hey I guys, know. just want to let you know there's another option if you can't afford to buy a house, rent one. Oh, that's okay. Like, Thank you for telling me. I didn't know. I want them to use that premise on everything. Like, hey, if you're hungry, good news. There's another option: eating food. That well, will we kind of do hungry. that with. I, I heard somebody talking about this the other day. I was getting my hair cut, and uh, the lady who was next, the next stool over cutting yeah. hair, was pregnant, and uh, she said, "Ah, we're going to be surprised." And I, I know a lot of people do that. I don't know what the surprise is because it's one of two things. <laughs> Well, and if it's a third thing, I want to know that. I see if it's a hand, it's not, you're right. If it's like, I'm not surprised when it's raining out. It's one of the available options of weather. <laughs> it's, no, it but actually, there are, there are many more well, options know, yes. for weather than there are genders so, yeah, when they pop right. out of your hoo-ha. But surprise would be like, it's July and there's a foot of snow on the ground. That would be a surprise. Yes, but if that I walk would be out in July and it's 90 degrees or I walk out in July and it's raining... Those are possibilities. You're right. It's a girl. I thought it was going to be an aardvark. (laughs) Shocked. I think it just most people when they say that just mean we're not going to find out. We want to we want to have an interesting delivery. And then at the moment, we'll find out then. But it's you're right. I can't afford to buy a house. What should I do? 
Uh, rent? Yeah. What? I mean, you blew my mind. I who? Yeah. Who do they think they're writing this article for? People who are like, I was gonna buy a house, but I instead decided to live at the reservoir. I just live on top. You of know, it. there's a better option. They have these things called apartment buildings. What? I had no idea. You can rent houses that people, other people own. You can live in them. I had no. I've idea. been living on this park bench. Thank you for telling me. Degenerate T Bone. Common Man and T Bones. Degenerate T Bone. Degenerate T Bone. T Bones picks for the weekend. Sponsored by Ohio Health. Bringing care closer to you with more hospitals and care sites in more places. All right. All right. Is that, is that all the intro I get now? Just all right. All right. Do your thing. Go ahead, gambling boy. Is that what I'm getting? Yep. All right. Fine. Um, Mike, let's talk about uh, what we've got coming up here, okay? This weekend, we have got the Euros. European soccer. It's all the national teams from the biggest European soccer nations. They're all playing each other. What you have this weekend is uh, a pretty good competition. I'm going to give you four teams that I would be looking at and targeting to uh, make yourself some money. I think what you should do is parlay these. Now, that's risky. When you parlay, you're taking all the results and saying they all have to hit, hit, hit. a certain way. But I still, I like I like that particular chance because it helps you win more money. Um, so, Hungary is playing France. France is the favorite. Go with France. They make a lot of sense. I'll give, you one, I'll give you one big upset in this. All right. Poland, Spain, take Spain. They're minus 300. They're a big favorite, too. Okay? Um, Portugal versus Germany. A little closer game. Both of those pretty good teams. Germany is the favorite. I say Germany is the better place to put your money. Now, this all pays off for you if this last result holds. And quite honestly, you don't even have to put this result in. You can just do this separately. Wales has been an interesting team in this tournament. They're playing Italy. Italy's been one of the best teams in the tournament. Wales is plus 700 to beat Italy. Now, I don't think that's likely. But if you're willing to take a flyer, $10 on that little parlay I laid out for you. France, Spain, Germany, Wales. Very unlikely to happen, but if it does, $10 wager, $294 comes back your way. So extrapolate that math at your will. But that is that is something to take a looky-loo at and see what happens. Now, Italy and Wales don't play until Monday. Catherine Zeta-Jones. That's right. She's Welsh. She is indeed. No, another Welsh person. Anthony Hopkins is Welsh. That's right. Chris, the the wanna, guy from the Americans. The the dad. I want to say Christian Bale. Welsh. All right. I think. I could be wrong. Anyway, um, but here's the other thing I wanted to bring to you, Mike. I did see this. Uh, apparently, we are getting closer and closer to sports betting in Ohio. Uh, there is a little bit more on the, the version of the bill that was passed in the state Senate that now is going to the House. And here's what we know. SB 176 sets January 1st, 2022 as the date that interested parties can apply for licenses. That would be with the Ohio Casino Control Commission. They would then be issuing the licenses three months later, opening the door for bets. So we're looking at... March Madness time. Yeah. If if this goes through the way they're thinking and if they can get this all passed, uh, they hope to have a, a version of this passed by a target date of June 30th, which is coming up pretty quick. But if they can get that done, then I guess that would be signed into law. And then you have about six months to get all this ready for all these different places to figure it out. But uh, the reality is here, this would allow for casinos to be able to be places you can place bets. Also, sports teams, pro sports teams, would be allowed to operate betting licenses. And you would also have 
these entities being able to do online gambling. So you'll be able to bet on your phone, and that is exciting to me. So there you go. That is the latest update on what we know in the state of Ohio as far as being able to bet. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Watch out for a crash northbound 71 past US 36, and you have slow traffic on 670 westbound between 71 and 3rd Street, along with slow traffic on northbound 71 between I-70 and East Broad. This report is sponsored by BP. When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP and Amico stations. That means more savings and more, well, whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So go on, treat yourself, download BP Me Rewards, and start saving today. I'm Chris Harden, 497.1 The Fan Traffic. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Friday. Tool of the Week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971. Uh, tomorrow, Common Man and T-Bone Weekend comes your way at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you're abandoning me again on Monday. I am. You'll be gone. Yes, I will be. But then back on Tuesday, mm-hmm. I think Eric Reeser is going to hang out with me again on Monday. There you go. That'll be good. You know what I'll be doing tomorrow night? What? I'll, I'll go to the crew at, game. At historic crew stadium for one last time. I've been asking people on Twitter to send in like memories that they have of crew stadium. Yeah. And I, I like I I told some of my memories. Most of them involve on field things, but I have had plenty of off the field good memories there too. One of which was going to a supporters tailgate where they had crap beer fest instead of craft beer fest, and the goal was bring as many of the low budget six packs that you can find, like you get when you're in college or whatever, just the cheapest beer you can get. Throw them in a giant pool, the cans with a bunch of ice on it, and then free for all anybody who wants. So. Yeah, that was a that was a fun little spontaneous moment. I guess they're doing that again tomorrow. But uh, the Maz tweeted at me. That's all I have to go by on a name. This is, I think, a great example of what it used to be like to go to a crew game when the league was a little younger. He said it was Buck a Brat night, year unknown, sitting in a section close to the field. Kansas City was the opponent. They were defending the North goal. Middle of the first half, Kansas City is on the attack going the other way. Suddenly, a bratwurst goes aerial and plunks Kansas City keeper Jimmy Nielsen in the head. Without hesitation, this goalkeeper bends over, picks up the formerly flying sausage, bites it like a grenade, and throws <laughs> it back into the stands. <laughs> That's great. Like there, there were tons of little moments like that. I remember the crew fans getting under David Beckham's skin when he first came to MLS. That was a lot of fun. I remember Beamer yelling at uh, Brad Friedel, who used to be a crew player, then went over to England and played for many years. He was managing the New England Revolution a couple years ago. and Well, yeah, Beamer. I remember that, too. You want to know how? Why? Because he, he was in my seats. He was. Because I gave him my tickets, and, <laughs> and, then, I got like, and then I got like a little message. <laughs> like, you may want to control yourself next mm-hmm. time. Like, it wasn't you. It was Beamer. Beamer was... Uh, he was having a good time. He, he was having what? a good time in my seats. Brad Friedel got fired not long after that. And I think Beamer did it. All right. Screaming at him. It was great. But anyway, there's there's tons of good memories in that place. We're going to have, I hope, some more good memories tomorrow. I, I got to be honest. I kind of hope there's a chance of rain tomorrow. I kind of hope it rains because some of my favorite memories at Crew Stadium have been in the rain 
when all the other people left and it was just the diehards that hung around and you'd just be hanging out under the bleachers waiting for the rain to be over so you'd get back out and watch the game. And that, those are some of the best times I would have is, you know, then everybody would move close. Everybody would be down on the field and you just felt like this communal thing because everyone waited out the storm and dealt with all the crappy weather. And then usually I don't think you're going to need game. something like that to feel communal. No, no, tomorrow. I know. I'm just saying if we got a little shower at some point during the game, that would feel right, especially given how it's been at Crew Stadium. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be Excited for the new place, but I will definitely miss Historic Crew Stadium. Crew and Chicago Fire for one last ride at Historic Crew Stadium tomorrow night. We will have the game for you. I think coverage starts 7-15 right here on The Fan. Rundown, hit it. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Diamondbacks lost their 23rd consecutive road game yesterday. That is a new Major League Baseball record. And breaking news, T-Bone, They've been playing baseball for a long time. So I hear. Sadly, they cannot add to that tonight because they're playing at home. Uh, at one point in May, you know, way back in May. How old were you in May? I was May years old, actually. All right. Way back in May, they were two games above 500, the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's, that is wild. To tell you how this has gone for them, they are currently on June 18th, 30 games under 500. Oh, my God. They are 20 and That's 50. So brutal. They are so 20 brutal. and 50. I, w- I want to say at one point they were 17 and 15. Wow. Wow. That's that's unreal, dude. That is such a horrible streak for them to have the the road losses, but also just to be that bad overall. That is that is tough to do. Yeah. College football brass holding meetings in Chicago today. The goal is to get expanded playoffs finalized so they can present to the presidents in Dallas next week. They're trying to move quickly on this. Um, The media is sort of camping out in the lobby of the hotel in Chicago. We were talking about this in the 3 o'clock hour. It is not going to happen this year. You may have an announcement like in September or October that this is coming in the future. But if you think you're going to have 12 teams this year in the playoffs, that's not going to happen. They're even saying it's not going to happen for 2022, although I think that could be a possibility. Well, here's why it would be a possibility. If the TV networks say we want it to happen in 2022 and here's a bunch more money to make it happen, that's all this is. There's a negotiation that will occur there, right? Where they will say, all right, we're adding these games. How do we want to do this? And and I'm sure they'll give their top TV partners the first crack at it. But if they get a partner that comes in and says, we would love to spend money on these extra games. We would love to you know, pay whatever you want. And we just have our one condition is it has to start in 2022. We, want, we don't want to miss a year on that. Then they'll they'll reconsider and they'll do this. I There's no way they can do it in this amount of time, 2021, because they move so slow. In reality, I think if they wanted to, they could, but they won't want to because that sets a precedent that they can change things quickly and they don't want that to happen. They don't want power five group of, you know, all that stuff. They don't want that to be thought of as something that can be easily changed. But either way, it looks like in a couple of years, we're going to have an expanded playoff and that will be very different for college football. Ryan Day hosting a big time recruit this weekend. The number one defensive lineman in the country. What is this, 2023 class? Uh, yes, it's the. He is actually the number one overall player in that class. This is uh, JT Tui Molowau, my guy. I believe. Um, yeah, is it 2023 or 2022? I should know that. What's the story say? What's in front? Um, of you? it 
doesn't say anything. What is it, Teddy? Is he? You know? It's this year, actually. Oh, it's 20, this year. 2020, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, so this is a late bloomer. I thought. No, no, I no. Saw- he's not a late bloomer. He's just wanted to wait because of the no, pandemic. No, sorry, I didn't mean late bloomer. I mean he waited past signing day and everything else. Yeah, because he wanted to take his you know on campus visits. And he couldn't do that during the pandemic, I so see. he's lined them all up here in June, and then he'll be enrolling you know, somewhere right. here, probably what in July or August. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. So that's a that's a big impact that you could have right there. But I got to get the big bag of cash for this guy then. <laughs> <laughs> now I said this earlier, and I'll stand by it. I totally understand why people want to see what this guy's decision is. Uh, I totally understand why people would want to know where. You know, what kind of player he is. Watch his highlight videos, all that stuff. I totally get it. I don't geek out on recruiting, obviously. But you can certainly understand why people who do are very excited about this player. Here's the question I have. Why were Buckeye media members, blogs, things like that, hanging around the airport when this guy landed? Now, the coaches were there to greet him and woo him. And I understand wooing is important. (laughs) Laurie Schmidt was there, too. That's right. To woo. But no, I'm saying... All the wooing that occurs from the coaches, I understand. Why were there people there videotaping him getting off the plane and walking through the airport? It's not like a player has signed to play somewhere. Like on a pro sports team, I get why reporters camp out for that. He's he's not making his decision when he gets off the airplane. That part I didn't get yesterday. But other than that, this is cool, and I hope that Ohio State can get him to play because obviously it sounds like he would be a tremendous asset to add. Rick Flair was there too. Mm-hmm. Well, you pay him enough school, money, he'll be anywhere. That's Rick Flair. Rick Flair shows up to woo and where's my little thing? I can't stand Ohio State. Pay me enough money, he can stand it. <laughs> the Steiner brothers are there to flex. They're also just there. They have no relation to it. They're just there to. Well, flex. Steiner brothers are Michigan guys. Are they? Remember? Oh yeah, they'd come down. They're from Michigan. Oh, they'd I come down with their Michigan Letterman jackets. I forgot about that. Yes. You're right. I, I, <laughs> I can't remember which Steiner brother it was. I think it was Scott Steiner who was doing the. If you and the triple threat, it's fifty percent most of the time, but then you divide it by three and it's thirty three percent. I got sixty six percent. I win. That clip is epic of him just not knowing how to do math. He would fit in perfectly on our show. My guy. I'd say get that clip for us. Teddy, but he's got a load. Probably right take now. you about nine years. Ted to has find already it. got his Scott Steiner singlet no, and doesn't. ear protection on. That's Rick Steiner. Oh, I'm sorry, Rick, that Steiner, is Rick Steiner wore the yes. ear protection. Come on, I'm sorry, Scott, Scott Steiner was Steiner's big pump, pump, pump. pump. Right? Yes, I'm sorry, I forgot. All right, who wore the chainmail? Was that both of them, or just Scott? Scott wore chainmail. Just mail. Scott. Yeah. Okay, thank you. He was a psycho. Well, <laughs> you know, they're both psychos, right, but Scott you. really psycho. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Are we finished with this? More? We can keep going. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. He got so roided out. Oh, yeah. Like, it was ridiculous. His his bicep, when he would do that, like, it had a bicep yeah, his, on top of right, the bicep. His, his vein it looked oof. like it was going to punch you in the face. That was, oof. I thought, oof. That's, I mean, good for him that he was able to lift all those weights. He used to and, hang out with... Uh, Buff Bagwell mm-hmm. in WCW. Sure. And I, I remember Buff Bagwell because he gets arrested like once a month. <laughs> I forgot, For I some reason, like when Buff I go Bagwell. to Google News, they have like stories that are important to you. And apparently every time Buff Bagwell is arrested, <laughs> that's important to me. <laughs> You're on a Buff Bagwell beat. Well, he's arrested for DUI. 
on oh, mul- no. uh, multiple occasions. That's not good. And his mug, he just looks like a fat old guy now with the mug shots. Sure, but yeah. at one point several years ago, he was arrested for being a male prostitute. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Yes, I did know that. I uh, I don't know how one starts into that, like, but good for him, I guess, for finding his way, if that's what he wanted to do. Not good that it's illegal and you got caught doing it, but... <laughs> yeah, like, uh, hey, good for him. You know? Well, if you just trying to go, living the dream. I'm sure it's not living the dream. I'm sure the dude's got a meth habit. But what do you mean it's not living? It's his dream, apparently. It's not his dream. I'm, I guarantee you it is not his dream to be a male prostitute. <laughs> How do you know? Maybe I'm it is. I'm quite sure. Hey, man, his dream was at one point to get thrown around a wrestling ring, so I don't know what he's into. Let him live. Uh, the Packers say it doesn't matter who their quarterback is. They, they got a good plan. We'll talk about that next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. On the north side, you have a nasty crash. 270 eastbound approaching 71. You have the right three lanes blocked, and it's causing a backup from US 23. Seek an alternate route if you can. This report is sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Who says Donato's is only reserved for pizza night? Grab a sub for lunch on Monday, some wings for dinner on Thursday, and their new green goodness goddess salad for any day now get three dollars off when you spend twenty dollars or more use promo code three i'm chris harden 497.1 the fan traffic the radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car this is common man and t-bone it is Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now, at manandbone971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Last segment, we were talking about Scott Steiner, a former... Ro- uh, Roided-out wrestler. Roided-out professional wrestler. Right. I assume he's retired, right? He's well, got to be. I would, I would hope so at this point. You were referencing uh, a moment where he got very confused cutting a promo in a ring. We have the audio. Teddy? Anytime you want. Oh. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 30 30 and a third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you got an 8 and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, if we used to go one on one, and then add 66 and two thirds percents, I got 141 and two thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie. And they spell disaster for you as sacrifice. This is part of him talking about how there's a three-way battle between him, Kurt Angle, and Samoa Joe. And he's saying that in a normal match, I've got a, you know, three to one chance of winning. But then when you put three to one in three to one, then he starts right, doing math. You don't have terrible. to do your math. You know who awesome. doesn't have a problem with that math? Who's that? Miss Teen USA. I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. Uh, or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future. You know who doesn't have a problem with uh, Scott Steiner and Miss Teen USA? Who's that? Boosh. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. 
It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. <laughs> the way he says you in that quote, he's like, you? shame on you. You? 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 Just, I, I've been there as someone who speaks publicly for three hours a day. Of course. I have totally been of there where course. you're trying to remember how you're trying. I, you know what always gets me is dotting I's and crossing T's. People who can say that flawlessly, I have to stop I, myself I to and stop think myself and too. go, you know, you want to make sure all your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Like once I get I's dotted, then I'm good. But it takes me a second almost every time that phrase comes up. All right. I enjoyed that. The Green Bay Packers, they don't know what's going to happen with their quarterback position. Could be Aaron Rodgers, could be Jordan Love, who the hell knows. Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Packers, was asked by a member of the media, uh, not knowing about Aaron Rodgers, is that, does that sort of change what you want to do on offense? And Matt LaFleur said, we have one plan. We kind of pretty much laid that out. Just going to be fine-tuning some stuff over the next few weeks in terms of the logistics of our schedule and whatnot. We've got what we feel is a pretty good blueprint in terms of how to get our guys ready to play. Obviously, it's a little bit different this year in terms of the number of preseason games, and then you compare it to last year. So you're kind of leaning back on the 2019 season. We feel confident with what we have in place with the guys. We look forward to getting them back July 27th. That too. Yeah. Struggling. Uh, he says it's going to be the same offense, whether it's true or not. If Jordan Love is a starting quarterback or if Matt Ryan. What? what? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. 76% of the time, you took me and Smoke Joe, 23. I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, Sama. Sama. Matt Ryan. And then Brown Eyed Girl just Girl. starts playing. And let's- Shut up! We just lose our minds. Yeah, here's the thing with the Packers. Yeah, right? dang, with the Packers. They're, they're the saying the offense they're running is the offense that works for Aaron Rodgers, and they're praying to God that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the guy. They do not want to give Jordan Love the chance right now. That's as much as they might like him. They want another year of Aaron Rodgers, so it's going to be everything for Aaron Rodgers. And if Jordan Love can't make that work, well, that'll suck for him. But they might be in that boat. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, too. He might have something to say. I give up. <laughs> I'm finished today. <laughs> it's Friday. You had a little moment. It's okay. Hey, where did we go? Right. Days when the rains came. If you missed it earlier, T-Bone told us that he, he hates Van Morrison. I don't hate Van Morrison. I don't even hate this song. I dislike the reaction to this song. Where it does not matter what's happening. You're at a social event. You could be telling someone the biggest, deepest, darkest secret of your life. Something you don't share with anyone. And then as soon as this song comes on, everyone just interrupts what you're doing and loses their minds. And they pretend like they know the song, but they don't. They only know the part that everyone is shouting. And it's this part that's not coming up yet. It's the next time. Exactly right. It did that last time. You were trying to hit the post, weren't you? So close. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. <laughs> but then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one on one and then add 66 and two thirds percent, I got 141 and two thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie. 
and they spell disaster for you as sacrifice. Oh, the numbers spell disaster. Oh, we used to sing. Sha la 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 la. Just like that. Like I said. Sha la 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 la. So anyway, the funeral home lost my uncle, and it was a weird thing. Um, anyway. Hold on. Somebody wants to about? respond to Scott Steiner's math. Okay. Who's here's, that? Here's Craig Krenzel. The team that is better on paper will win at least 50% of the time. Thank you. My guy. <laughs> that was a good moment. I remember that as clear as day when we were sitting in the studio and that happened. Uh, tool of the week is next. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone nine seven one. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Watch out for a crash blocking the right three lanes on the north side. It's going to be eastbound 270 approaching 71. It's causing a backup from US 23. Seek an alternate route if you can. This report is sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's is spreading more than toppings edge to edge. They're also spreading opportunities edge to edge. Donato's is now actively hiring for all positions. Join a great team where every piece is important and no piece is more important than the people. Apply online today at Donato's slash careers. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Common Man and T-Bone present Tool of the Week. Sponsored by the Lion's Den. The best tool this week. It's a $100 Moo Moo Car Wash gift card and pail with car cleaning supplies. Enjoy a fast, fun, and eco-friendly wash experience at any 17 Central Ohio Moo locations. Don't forget, you can wash all you want at any Moo location with the Unlimited Wash Club starting at just $15.99 a month. Remember to clean your hands and your car for locations and hours. Visit MooMooCarWash.com. Bone, are you ready? I am. Uh, John Gray says, my guys. She came up and kind of slapped it and touched it like that exactly mm-hmm. uh, my tool of the week is common man for not permanently replacing the ed roland yeah with the majestic flute boys march mm. t-bone was initially against the yeah during the rundown and you have a perfect substitution so majestic so hilarious hadn't thought about that maybe we maybe we could do that flute boy flute boys uh sean hoy sean says my guys excuse me (laughs) my tool of the week is the entire sport of baseball i'm sure i'm not the only college slash minor league pitcher that never cheated how many of us got big opportunities taken away from us by cheaters garrett cole admitted he can't even throw a ball without pitching goo it's a fair point you got all these guys complaining like i can't even do my job if i don't have all these illegal substances well, your job is to pitch. Well, it's not just that. You're supposed to be the best. I mean, it's figure it out. The way that it's framed, where Garrett Cole sits down and has a pity party for himself and actually thinks he's going to get sympathy from people. And maybe he well, does. Well, you know what's shocking is that he is getting sympathy from some people well, who are like, yeah, why aren't they letting him do this cheating thing? I mean, it's middle of the season. It's like, yeah, it is middle of the season, but it's illegal to do. I know they've looked the other way for 20 years and Major League Baseball is stupid for doing that. But now they've decided to change and fix it. Unfortunately, they're doing it in the middle of the season. That's not ideal. You know what else isn't ideal? Going out and pitching in 40-degree weather. Going out and pitching when it's 90 and sunny on a 1 o'clock game. 
going out and pitching when you got a little blister that nobody knows about. That's what pitching's about. You have a job to do despite some of the other things that come up. Figure it out. Joe Burrow's burner says, my guys. Maurice Hall. My tool of the week is Eric. I assume he's talking about Eric Reeser. For not liking Romo's awesome commentary, I really enjoy his energy while calling the games and when he gives his insight on what play he thinks will happen because of his experience. It's just really enjoyable for me. Why did he say that? Did he say that with me? He must have. Yeah, yeah, he did. He oh, was, I wasn't listening when he yeah, was talking. Yeah, we were talking, talking about different uh, analysts that you like. And yeah, he said Romo was not one of his favorites. Right, so I wasn't listening. Yeah, he can go to hell. He'll be on oh, the wow. show on Monday. So Teddy, I won't listen Teddy's, to him then either. Teddy's going to punch him. Teddy's so angry about that. Frank Stranahan says, my guys. Are you trying to keep us out of Del Boca Vista? My tool of the week is the author of this article in which Temple of Doom was ranked as the second worst Spielberg-directed film. Crystal Skull was ranked ahead of Temple of Doom. How? How is right? How? How indeed. What a tool. Terrible. Terrible movie. I might suggest, Frank, also slightly a tool for not sending us that link. Or maybe he did, Ted, and... Okay, Ted, Ted and he did. Yeah, okay. I can forward that link to you oh. if you want to see it. No, yeah, that's all right. Okay. Look, <laughs> Ted just gave it to you. <laughs> I guess I can forward it to you, T-Bone. Is that what you want? <laughs> all right. My bad, Frank. It's not your fault. Uh, Buckeye Nut says his tool of the week is me. Just got back from Myrtle Beach. Made my wife and son listen to At Man and Bone podcast for the last week the whole way back. Took you a week? Now I'm forbidden to listen to sports radio anytime the wife is in the car. He I guess said, she wasn't said, a fan. He said from the last week. Oh, from the, the last week. Back. I got yeah, it. I got he's it. just saying he caught up on the show. Uh, BG says, hey, how you doing there, Jonesy? Damn. <laughs> My tool of the week is Jag's offensive coordinator. He's not the offensive coordinator. He's a quarterback coach, Brian Schottenheimer. Just take it. For saying it's still too early to name the Jaguars starting quarterback. For being that stupid, he should be fired immediately, or it's going to be Tebow time. Uh, you know, I hope it is. I, if they're going to be stupid like that and say things like, oh, I don't know if the guy we drafted number one overall and then Urban Meyer pretty much joined the NFL to draft, uh, we don't know if we're going to play him. Yeah, go ahead. I hope you do play Tim Tebow at quarterback. Let's see what happens. Uh, Nate is requesting flute boys. He will mm. not get it. You well, got him all hot. Wow. I, we don't do requests here. This is I, not amateur hour. You know that. It. You right. actually started that rule. All right. My tool of the week is a friend of mine. I gave her a $50 gift card to a restaurant for her birthday just for her to turn around and use it as a giveaway prize for her pyramid scheme business. Oh, man. See, I agree that when you give a gift, gifts out of your hands. If you didn't want them to use it however they want to use it, don't give the gift, right? That's That's the thing. But it, there is a level of rudeness that you have to be able to do that makes you say, I was given this by a friend. I'm going to turn around and just give it away to other people as opposed to enjoying it. But unfortunately, Nate, that's uh, it's too bad. Uh, Eric B. says, my guys. Timing up that disc. My tool of the week goes to my brother. First, his wife won a vacation for the two of them from a sweepstakes at the mall which he ridiculed her for thinking they were stupid. What? For thinking? No, he... The, oh, the, the husband the sweepstakes was saying, this stupid. is stupid. I got Don't it. do it. It's stupid. Then he wins Would You Rather from you guys. Hashtag salty. So he gets a free vacation. Mm. He won Would You Rather. Yeah. And Eric B. is jealous. I yeah, see. That's, that's what it sounds like. Uh, hot Police Accountability Summer. 
All right. Okay. I see it, Teddy. Says, <laughs> Tool <laughs> of the Week is you guys yeah. for making us listen to Blanking Papa Roach and Ruining a Friday Afternoon all-time trash song. Gotta well, you're just, trash. Gotta, wow. You're gotta trash, just, Hot Police just, Accountability Summer. Gotta just take it. Uh, Chris Chevy says, my guys. I'm a man. I'm 40. My tool of the week is my boss that was generous enough to give me a pay raise right before cutting my hours to compensate <laughs> for the increase. Hashtag well, go to hell. Okay. That does suck, but you're making the same amount of money to do less work? Is that the way I'm under, understanding that? I'm not saying you want the same amount of money. You want more money. Everybody wants more money. But if you're going to get paid the same amount of money, get fewer hours? Is that is that bad? I don't know. I'm trying to understand. Bub says his tool of the week is the Columbus crew. Just when you think they can't get any worse than the logo rebranding disaster, they go and name the stadium lower. Can't get much lower than that. It's just too easy to make fun of this. Total tools. That's from Bub. I would like to point out the team doesn't name the stadium. That's what naming rights are. You sell those yeah, well, to a company he, that wants to buy the naming he rights. He understands how that works. Okay. You're not taking it. You're not on the crew payroll. Oh, oh, Stop okay. it. Well, you're you're not on Papa Roach's payroll last I checked. Uh, Jefferson Steelflex says his tool of the week is people in Cleveland for talking about wanting a fourth pro team, specifically moving the Jackets to Cleveland. Well, that's not going to happen, so... What? Are they really talking about that? I didn't even know that was going on. Is that a topic on Drennan's show? <laughs> what, are they talking about hey, Jackets hockey now? Let's take some calls on Jackets. Okay. That's what good. do you got to say about that, Pocahontas? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Why am I even here? I don't know why you're here. Drennan is, uh, he's a dinosaur. He is. Uh, Tim Hill says, my guys, go to hell. My tool of the week is the Detroit Tigers front office for calling up their top pitching prospect, even though he had an 8-plus ERA in AAA 45 minutes before he was scheduled to pitch against the Clippers on Tuesday. I had tickets and was looking forward to watching him. I bet he did. But he was wanting to see him get rocked by the Clippers lineup, but didn't get to see that. It's too bad. Alright, pick a winner. Who do you like? I have to go back through Hey, let me do that again. Um, I think I think uh, I think I'm going to go with the guy who got the gift card taken away, or not taken away, but he gave it to a friend, and then she just like turned around and said, "Screw you." Who's that? Give me a name. Nate. 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 I believe won that. Nate gets the one hundred dollar Moomoo car wash gift card and pail with car cleaning supplies. You're welcome. Instant feel better. It'll be song. in your head all weekend. Yep. Back page is coming up next. I'm going to play some farts during the traffic. <laughs> Please do. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Yeah, it looks like we're still dealing with a crash on the north side heading eastbound on 270. The right three lanes are blocked and it's causing stop and go traffic from Highway 315. Slow traffic elsewhere westbound 70 between Miller Kelton and 71. This report is sponsored by BP. When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP and Amico stations. That means more savings and more, well, whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So go on and treat yourself. Download BP Me Rewards and start saving today. I'm Chris Harden for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Best of the Buckeye Show is coming up at 6 o'clock tonight. So if you're saying to yourself, man, I don't know. I don't know if I could take two hours of Timmy. How about two hours of the best of Timmy? Oh, there How about you go. that? There you go. It's perfect. Mike, I have a story that I find to be pretty unbelievable. Wanted to run it, run it by you. This is in the New York Times. All right. Um, this is a Profiles in Science piece where they are talking about a biologist who is uh, soon to retire. Cole Beasley. <laughs> Profiles in Science <laughs> starring Cole Beasley. He sounded like Scott Steiner doing that math on, if I'm 98% wasn't supposed to be in the NFL. Yeah, good job. Anyway, Julianne Diller is her name. Phyllis's sister? I don't know. Um, Julianne in 1971 was 17 years old. She had boarded a flight in Lima, Peru, bound for Pacalpa, which is, I guess, also in Peru, I believe. If you say so. Anyway, she was in the rainforest. This is in the Amazon. Uh, Her and her mother, well, her mother was a uh, biologist. And so she stayed with her mother and father, and they were living in this region at the time. She gets on this plane. It's Christmas Eve, 1971. And during the flight, they had a problem. A lightning strike hit the plane, sheared off one of the wings. Plane is, you know, on its way to crashing, but it's still over 10,000 feet up in the air. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rear hatch of the plane falls off and sucks some of the passengers out of the plane. I'm going to say that's bad. She is one of the passengers. Now, she is strapped into a seat. She's sucked out of the plane. She is sucked out of the plane, still in her seatbelt. 10,000 feet up in the air. 10,000 feet up in the air. Um, She fell that distance to the earth. She says she remembers distinctly seeing the treetops. They looked like broccoli, is what she said. That's how high up she was. Uh, She woke up the next day in the floor of the Amazon, laying on the ground, covered in mud and rain because it had been raining all night, I guess. She blacked out on the fall and woke up on the ground. She does not know how she arrived there, but they believe what happened was as she fell through the dense Amazon forest while she had a seat attached to her, she must have fallen in a way that the seat hit all the branches, slowing her down enough that she could survive, and the seat took most of that impact all the way to the ground, but like the trees stopping her fall also had to help tremendously. Somehow she survived with um, minor, in- I mean, not terribly minor, but she had a broken collarbone, a sprained knee. I'm going to say that's minor. And gashes on her right shoulder. When you fall 10,000 feet without a parachute. Yeah. She said the most unbearable part of the discomfort was that she did not have her eyeglasses. She couldn't find them, obviously. She fell out of a plane. Um, and she was nearsighted. So she's like, I'm in the middle of the Amazon. I don't know where anybody is. She doesn't know where she is. And she's got to try to figure it out. So she said she listened to the calls of the birds and the frogs 
and figured out what region of the Amazon she was likely in. Huh? Because her parents were, you know, this is what they did. They lived in this region. They studied these animals. So she figured, I must not have fallen too far from the pathway we were on. And she was able to find her way to the Amazon River and basically follow it to a town and then go from there. I I think this is all made up. It's not. Why are we just hearing about this 50 years after the fact? Well, we're not. I mean, apparently. So she's she's German. Um, She has since gone on to work in Germany in uh in the same field in science and she's retiring and this is why apparently this profile is being oh, done so now we're we're just repeating the story we knew the story well i don't know that we knew it. i didn't know it but she wrote a book in 2011 about this so you oh, can well, you can read more of her knew. story there but can you imagine falling out of a plane no and i, I, to tell I can't stuff? no i can't <laughs> here's here's the name of her book if you'd like to go look it up maybe for a summertime read this is a very very obtuse title. I don't know if you'll get the gist of it. It's called When I Fell from the Sky. Oh. It was a book named by Billy Joe. <laughs> I was I paused and I let you have it. Because I knew it was coming. And then on the cover is a picture of Billy Joel just pointing up at a blank sky. He's just pointing up at it, looking up, going, look up there. It's where you she know, I know from. that that uh people have different beliefs and you know we hear about everything happens for a reason and stuff like that and maybe it does i have no idea but i'm sure that you know maybe she had thoughts of why did i survive when so many people died no one else survived from this crash right? no she's one else the only survived one, she's the only she one was sucked out of the damn plane yeah no one else survived and I, maybe some people can look at this with some sort of deeper meaning i look at this and say wow what luck that is it you is. Know, maybe, I, I tend maybe, to look at it as luck. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe something helped her through that. That's up for you to decide. But I look at that and say, can you? We always look at these advanced metrics. You know, yeah. where it's like the Detroit Tigers have a 0.0% chance of making the playoffs, which you know my thoughts on 0.0% right, right. yes. chance. Yes. Until it's mathematically eliminated, they don't have a 0.0%. But I'm, I'm quite sure if they had fan graphs for getting sucked out of an airplane <laughs> 10,000 feet up in the air, that's 0.0. That's negative. What's that like game tracker graph that they have in the game where they show you like likelihood of winning? It was like death all the right. way. Well, and that's then at the, it last, for you. the last minute, it like turned up to her level right there at the very end. But yeah, apparently in 1998, she went back to the site of the crash for the first time after making her way out of there Yeah, uh, for a documentary that uh, noted director Werner Herzog did on her. And uh, yeah, she apparently went back and told the story. And she said the biggest thing about all that, and this is kind of sad, was like the sense of abandonment. She said, I wasn't like scared. I wasn't like, oh, no, I won't be able to find my way. It was everyone's gone and I have no way of getting in touch with them or saying anything to them. I'm all alone. That was the bigger thing. Not that, oh my gosh, I might still die out here. I'm in the middle of a jungle by myself with injuries. Uh, Back page. Let's do it. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone, we got about 30 seconds, buddy. All right. uh, Bruce Springsteen is doing a Broadway show, but uh, only people who are vaccinated can go to it. But there's a little news on this only if you're a fan of uh or a fan fans of his who have received the oxford astrazeneca vaccine will not be allowed because it has to be an fda approved vaccine so if you're planning on traveling from abroad most people who've gotten that have been uh from outside of the u.s but if you have 
You can't travel to see him until you get that approved by the U.S. FDA. So there you go. Uh, Buckeye Show is up next. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend comes your way tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. And we are back live on Monday. Have a great Father's Day weekend. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Still looking at a crash on the north side, 270 eastbound approaching 71. Only the right lane is blocked now. Previously, you had three lanes blocked. However, there's still some slow traffic from 315. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Not to be a backseat driver, but if you need to hire great people fast, you need Indeed. Sponsor a job and you'll immediately get a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. More at Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Chris Harden, 497.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.